We are creating a platform for those who are curious, one that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. Sean Cronin is a true original. His superpower is a unique one. He has the ability to combine all of his life experiences into a familiar sound. This sound is filled with love, deep thought, and stillness. Sean and I discuss his musical background and listen to cuts from his most recent album, as well as some of the music he grew up listening to. If you like diving deep into your own imagination, you will absolutely love listening to this episode of The Working Artist Project. So please help me welcome Sean Cronin to our show. See, me and Sean go way back, man. We know each other intimately. Oh, yes. You know, he plays bass. I play drums. And I'm wearing his pajamas right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I want to introduce you to my audience. Like, I want to get like a brief, you know, who you are. I I know how you get with your stories, (laughs) like where you're from. And, and, you know, just give the people a little bit of a, a little bit of Cronin. Okay, a little bit of Cronin. Here it comes. Um, my name is Sean Eugene Spignyev Cronin. Uh, I'm originally from a really small town in uh, Canada, Western Canada, called Invermere, BC. There's like nobody there. Um, and uh, I've been living in New York about five years. And uh, I do a lot of musical things with my life. Seems to be what I do with my life. <laughs> I'm sure Darian can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I tend towards both things that are traditional and things that are uh, that are weird. Um, wait, wait. When you mean traditional in what sense? Well, I, I, I think tradition is, uh, is is a wonderful thing. It's like a it's like it's like sort of like what what I treat as like a discipline, like a religion almost. Like mm-hmm. it's like things that have happened, you know, previous to now are, uh, are what we learn from. But I'm also like a total like, I'm a total like, uh, just like I, I like to mess with stuff. So, right. you know, kind of walk that line between those two worlds, <clears throat> you know. And uh, I guess some people know me in in one of the one of those roles and some people know me in another I, I, I guess right 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 for yeah. sure yeah so when you say traditional I'm thinking more like music because you you are known in New York City for playing traditional jazz mm-hmm. but like that's like one percent of your musical knowledge <laughs> you, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I don't know you know so much music man like more more than most you know well um I don't know if it's more like than most but it's pretty varied i guess i've had a pretty varied musical life Mm -hmm. you know so um and i i i feel like i don't know for for me anyway part of like how i get like satisfaction in music is like trying to trying to figure out like where i am in the middle of all the things that i've experienced you know oh yeah okay you know so but uh but yeah traditional the traditional music i mean i I guess i've been a part of like a lot of different types of traditional music but Mm -hmm. right now the bulk of the work that I'm doing and, you know, and the gigs that I play are like playing like early, early jazz. Right. Right. Know? Right. You know, which is, which is fun for me. Like, I mean, yeah. I like it. I like that. I like studying that, you know, 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's in, like when I see you play early jazz and it's like super authentic and then I come see your band very good the next night and it's just like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a complete left turn mm-hmm. from that. Not that it's ignoring that music at all, but it's so inclusive of like everything that you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. That it can be confusing to someone if they saw you on a Monday night and then they come Tuesday night and you guys are doing your show like it, it, you know I don't even really know how to describe it to people other than like awesome because it's like mm-hmm. it's a there's a visual e- element as mm-hmm. well that goes along with the music yeah like how did you come up with that concept especially coming from Invermere right <laughs> like how, like, man how many people are in your town uh well. The first town was that I lived in was called Edgewater, and that was till I was about ten years old. That was like five hundred people, and then we right. moved to like the big town nearby, which was more like three thirty five hundred uh, people. Okay, that was in Invermere, so yeah, which seemed like a big city compared to Edgewater. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I think it was just like I was always um, interested in exploring my imagination you know like as a little kid like i would always like be drawing stuff or like playing with like plasticine and all the things that like appealed to me that i saw or heard were usually things that were kind of like where people were doing unexpected things Mm -hmm. or where they were being yeah just weird and creative like for whatever reason that was always what what appealed to me so with with very good it was just like you know that same idea but like you know 20 years later you're you're no longer like five years old you have all these like different experiences and these different, well, speak for different yourself, skills man. i'm still five <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man. No, I'm, I'm hanging on to the uh the uh but yeah and it, so it was just really um um I, I think at a certain point I just wanted to I just wanted to f- have a musical scenario where I didn't limit myself to to pre-existing structures and so that included like being able to you you know follow my imagination visually with the performance as well as musically and you know so I don't know for some reason for me it was really important to like while I was doing something like studying jazz like a a, a sort of quote, like pre-existing form or, you know, with conventions and stuff like that, um, to also, uh, do something where if the conventions weren't, weren't there, where I was like, I was creating them, I guess. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, man. That's, 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 man. First, I want people to know that the name of the band is very good. He just wasn't saying very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So if you check it out online or whatever, it'll you can search Sean Cronin's very good. Yes. And and they can hear hear the madness. There's like a marching band. There's like singing. Yeah. Bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't seem too excited about it. Well, I know. I'm just thinking about about what's online and that like um, you know, I want there to be more I wanna like it's it's yeah, there's just new stuff. That's all. I'm working on there's going to be an album coming out soon. Oh, cool, cool. We're cool. going to actually be recording next week. So. Oh, so you're over. That's you're just over the. That's years like, ago. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. old now. Yeah. You know, it was just like yeah. It is, was, a, is a new record going to be called Very Good Again? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't decided yet. It's going to be something stupid like that for sure. Okay. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't think of any of the ideas that I've had, but they're all they're all silly wordplay. 
but um or like the last one was punctuation based because you know it was a double album one of them was like very good you know sean cron's very good and one of them was sean cron is very good so uh, you know i liked the idea of like the you know i was kind of obsessed with punctuation at that time for some uh-huh. reason i don't know i was living with a calligrapher who was into all sorts of nerdy stuff too so right right just you know yeah Maybe. Man, should, maybe we should play some of the music now yeah, so people, sure. people can see what's happening with that. That's you know, true, I yeah. wish we had one from each, but we don't because we couldn't afford the license. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a small taste of what's happening on this record. I mean, I don't even know. Like, we would just we need to listen to more because this one track doesn't really tell the whole story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just because there's a lot of it's mostly like song, like songs, right? Songwriting mixed with a bunch of other stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's just like you know, because I grew up like with like folk songs and just kind of hearing a lot of well-written songs by people like you know like Neil Young and Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell and and uh and stuff like that. Yeah, like songs my dad was playing too. So so yeah, I I like I'm I'm interested in like the com- combination of like language and, you know, and music. Right. Yeah. So like your your pop was a musician. Yeah. So that's what happened. That's, that's why it didn't matter that you were living in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that popular. was that was a big huge part of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like, yeah, he was a he. He is is still a really great musician, and uh, I mean, he was on tour a lot when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the music that I heard was through my mom, who would oh. just kind of introduce. Like, she, I mean, she was just like always listening to music. She'd always take us out to music. Okay. She was like the person in the audience. Like, I think you probably even had her in the audience at some point at time. Oh, of course. Where she's like the person who's making the most noise and like moving the most and just like. So total support, right. amazing audience, you know, and and she listened to music at home and always sang sang along and everything like that. So when my dad was on the road, it was like, like my mom was kind of the main musical, like influence mm-hmm. at the, around the house. And then we'd go out and hear dad, and it was like, it was like, oh, this guy can play. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like my dad. Yeah. Was that your vibe or uh, a little bit? I mean, yeah. I mean. It was funny. I didn't really think of it like that. I was just kind of, I was just kind of playing music. Like I was taking piano lessons, and I know I had, I admired my dad. It was just kind of there. He was just doing that, right. you know. It just was always kind of it, that. I mean, really, it's one of the big things there was that he, his his being a musician made me know that you could do that. You right, know, right, right. You know. Whereas for a lot of people, I think it's like their parents would be like, "You can't do that, <laughs> right?" Because they don't have a, they don't have a reference point. Yeah, it's like, well, no one can do that. That's yeah. impossible, you know. Yeah, that's not a job. That's not a way to make a living. Right. For him, it was right. You know? for sure. For and sure. I saw the good and the bad that comes with that, you know. But oh yeah, like do, oh, you, yeah. do you see some of the bad manifesting itself in your life? Uh, or have you been able to avoid that? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not easy. I mean, I don't have kids, so it's it's a different story from what was going on with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like he had to, you know, he had to make a living, and he was doing a, a a good job doing that for a while. But then it's like he's on the road all the time, so it was like hard for him to be back at home. And then he kind of like he had to make some sacrifices, you know. Uh, and in the end, uh, well, not that there's an end, but uh, like later when I was a little bit older. He was around a lot more, but a lot of the gigs that he was doing in town were kind of like with musicians who, who were cool. But like you know, he, I, he was at I think a higher level, so I know that that was kind of frustrating for him some of the time. And then then luckily he and I began to play together, and I feel oh, like cool. I you know I feel like he, I was sort of able to be like, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't like a peer when I was younger, but it was like it was like somebody that he could at least work with that wasn't like kind of like totally out to lunch, you know? <laughs> you right? Because you're like, you know, you're trying to master your instrument. Were you playing bass with him at the time, or? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was always kind of playing bass. Okay. Um, electric at first, and then okay. a little later upright. Because the I guess my audience should know that you're a multi instrumentalist as yeah. well as a singer. Yeah, I, play, I mess around with stuff. You so know? you know, yeah. piano, bass, drums. Yeah. I mean, guitar. yeah, I think of it like, it's just like, I'm, I, my approach to music is kind of like folk music, where it's just like, whatever is around, you know, I'll try to make music with, and right. if it's around enough, I get like, okay at it, you know, if I, if I work at it, but, but yeah, anyway, yeah, but I took piano lessons from when I was a really little kid, so. Right. Right. I should be a better piano player than anything else, but that is not the case. It's not the case, <laughs> not even the case. though you got a grand piano in your, oh, bed, yeah. basically in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> That's for looks. Damn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Exactly. So, I want to I want to stay on very good for. I just want to know how you developed the concept mm-hmm. for the band. Like, and and is this this is the band's first record? No, this is the band's first record. What we're hearing, yeah, yeah. Um, the concept. I mean, I think what happened was that I started to sort of take these little retreats um, back to my hometown at first, you know, where I'd like take a month and I just go like, I just got to go home and I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing with music. Like, right. Like who I am, you know, I was kind of like playing a lot of gigs and playing a lot of jazz and it was awesome in Vancouver, like playing, like learning a lot and like, you know, being a bass player but I was kind of felt like I wanted to like you know just have more time to reflect and sort of like really figure out what my own musical thing was so I would just kind of take a month like every once in a while like once a year or something like mm-hmm. that starting in maybe like 2006 um or 2005 or something like that you know uh and just just be like I'm just gonna try to see what I can do like by myself you know yeah. Yeah, you know, and then I don't know. I think the going to the Banff Center probably had something to do with the project. Like just B- seeing Banff is a. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's like kind of this utopic place, not far from where I'm originally from, but it's like uh, it's it's an arts. I mean, yeah, the the Banff Center for the Arts. It's like this huge facility where. Basically, people go and just do whatever they want. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Cool. You know, you got your own little like cabin or whatever. I mean, it, there's a d- bunch of different sort of residency programs, and there's the the one that probably a lot of people who 
would might be you know who you might know mm-hmm. Darian or people who might be listening that have attended the the summer jazz and creative music workshops there um which I was like kind of checking out when I was in high school like I you know we since it wasn't far it was like this crazy scene where it was just like I didn't even really realize for a long time that I could just drive an hour and a half and go see like Joe Lovano or you know we saw like one of the first things we saw was like walked in and Dave Holland was like doing a master class about the music of Bella Bartok oh wow you know my little 16 year old brain is just like (laughs) (laughs) holy crap you know what's happening yeah so I went back there it's like 2007 I think like uh, for the for those workshops, and Dave Douglas was was kind of the the, the ruler at that time. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> and it was amazing. You know, it's just this place where like everybody who's there is just stoked to be there and just like trying to like do what I was talking about, like just trying to find themselves creatively and you know and uh, collaborate with each other and with other artists that are up there. And it's just like this beautiful setting, and your your food is taken care of, and you're just like you know. You're just like, I want to stay here forever, you know? Right, right. And then, you you know, it's the kind of thing where you get out of it and you're like, okay, it's time for me to do some, do like the, the weirdest shit that I've ever imagined. Oh, sorry for swearing. No, I man. Just swear, bro. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on the internet. <laughs> Anything goes. That's right. Be yourself. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was, you know, that had something to do with it. Just kind of being, being in that sort of environment. And then coming back and kind of going like, okay, any weird idea that I have, I gotta, I'm gonna, just gonna follow it, you know. Instead right. of like going like, oh, I should do this thing sometime. So the first thing that happened was I, I started a marching band. Like I was just like, pssst, like that idea came. I was like, okay, I gotta hold myself to this. I'm just gonna start a marching band. Wait, in Vancouver? In Vancouver, yeah. I went back. You were like, all right, guys. <laughs> Even in the north, marching bands aren't really a thing. No, no. Yeah, you know, like I'm from all. Mississippi, like marching band. That's yeah. normal. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But, no, for us it's like it's like yeah, it's like this weird <laughs> American thing, but right. But yeah, so it was like it wasn't a it wasn't a marching band that was very traditional at all. It was just kind of like this weird thing where anybody anybody could be in it. And uh you know, and and I tried to like use a lot of like weird conduction techniques and stuff like that to okay. sort of So you didn't play, you just conducted the band. No, I did play. Okay. Cuz a lot of the time it was like only like there would be only like four people. <laughs> oh, damn. so what'd you play, like sousaphone or something? I or? played Barry Sax. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. yeah. That was like, yeah, whatever. I was was I Morgan that. in this band with you? Sometimes. Oh, that's cool. But... Yeah, it was always, it was always good. You know, sometimes you get like the heavy hitters in, mm-hmm. like, the, and and sometimes it's just like you know, like a like ten kids or. In my imagination, you guys are like meeting up in some old rinky-dink like high school gym that sounds about right <laughs> yeah You're like, all right guys today we're gonna play <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> today we're gonna go to the grocery store right. like you're pulling out music on little pieces of paper and handing it out to everybody this is your part yeah like totally just total like <laughs> like like anarchy just didn't you know everything was just like really last minute and i'd be printing out charts i'd be like okay we're gonna play a beastie boys song today here's what you play and, <laughs> you know at the megaphone and yeah uh, that's great man i mean how many people can say you know what man you know what i did i started a marching band i went to banff and i was so inspired that i started a marching band yeah you know yeah probably not probably only like 75 people a year the 75 people who go to the banff center can say that <laughs> they all i think you're did. i think you're, you're the only one man like a true original you know 
a lot of weirdos there, yeah. like, you know, doing doing awesome things. Yeah. You know? But but yeah, so yeah, in terms of the concept of the of the band though, it's I mean yeah, it was just like the idea of of trying to create a an, an experience for the audience that kind of it's like the type of experience that I like to have, mm-hmm. you know, which is basically like grab you and sort of you know with a familiar touch. <laughs> so Be careful, yeah. So you're like, so it's like something <laughs> something that that's like there's some familiarity, right? So right. people are kind of like okay, a little bit comfortable, yeah. You know, and then once they're kind of in there, you just like fuck with them, you know, and just take them to these di- like take them around corners and different places, you know do un- really unexpected things where it's like, oh, okay, I expect that a performance is going to be this way and I'm ready for that. So, and then when at one point of time it, or several points of time it turns, it's kind of like you're being taken outside of like your normal way of thinking and your normal way right. of perceiving, you know, right. basically like, like drugs. Like in your show when everyone, <laughs> well, yes, just, just like drugs guys. <laughs> <laughs> When you when all of a sudden the most half of the band is up and behind the audience somehow yeah you know what I mean and you guys do it so slick it's like wait music was just happening with everyone and now five people are behind me like what's going yeah. you know that kind of sensory like redirection is 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 beautiful man and it's amazing you know yeah 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 I think it's I think it's I I, I personally enjoy it like sometimes I wonder if I'm like if I'm being too imposing of an audience by like making it's kind of like forcing them to engage mm-hmm. in the in the process but uh hey you know i guess they can take it or leave it they pay know? their money they better pay attention <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know yeah that's how i feel about it anyway but yeah you you're know. the artist you get to choose what they help what they experience yeah i, I guess so it's just funny because we because we you know so much of the music that we play we've kind of like learned to like to go to almost assume that a lot of it is going to be kind of like peripherally um consumed like people are just going to be like sitting there maybe having a conversation while some jazz is happening right you know right right right, right. um and it's just it's just kind of like oh yeah well that's there and i can listen to it if i want to but otherwise it's like it's a nice background kind of thing i don't i don't even want to just put that on jazz because now with cell phones i feel like people at rock concerts oh yeah totally like instagramming or snapchatting their experience and yeah instead of experiencing the moment in it the music in the moment Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Or any movie theaters, everything is kind of peripheral now for mm-hmm. whatever reason. It's kind of yeah. kind of a sad, sad thing, you know. Yeah, it's 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 inter- it's it's interesting. So it's an interesting thing to like the way I kind of look at it is I like to try to try to work with that and just kind of surprise people with their experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Just give everybody your phone number and tell them to text you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> That's Everyone idea. text me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm just gonna sing a song that's based on what you're, whatever it is oh, that you're saying. That's you know? kind of hip. Yeah, you know, something like that. It's like because <laughs> it's happening. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can do things like say, like, okay, hey, everybody in the room, we're gonna take our cell phones out and we're gonna turn them off for this performance, you know, or uh, you know, or you're gonna get get shot with like like a, a water gun if if i see like a cell phone or you know what i mean right uh that you know you can do that <laughs> i just imagine like a bunch of people in like black trench coats at your show with with like super soakers underneath just <laughs> waiting like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, that's like, what i'm talking about oh man 
Man, one thing I, I love about you is how much, like I, I mentioned earlier, how much music you know. Uh, and and right for right now, for whatever reason, I'm thinking about Mississippi John Hurt. So, mm-hmm. like, how did you come to listen to him and know about him? Uh, well, it wasn't from growing up in Mississippi. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I th- well, I mean, he's just, I think he was one of the guys that my dad listened to. When, you know, in the 60s, when he kind of like came back for this folk revival thing that was happening. But I feel like somehow my sister, she was also hugely important to me as like a musical influence, you know, as a person who was just always listening to really good music. Right. Um, except for the new kid at all, new kids on the block phase. Right. <laughs> but, you know, hey, you know, hanging tough. I mean, you can't oh, really fuck man. with that. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was. I think she probably ended up somehow with like a combo, like a a collection of Mississippi John Hurt stuff, like the later oh, stuff wow. from the sixties. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, man, it's just like you you can't not fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just. It's just there's something so comforting and and sweet and and like and like the groove of how he plays and plus it was like you know as like a sort of like a guitarist you know as like an okay guitarist you know like my dad was doing that style but he was kind of doing like it was like a little more advanced Mm -hmm. mississippi john hurt keeps it nice like real simple it's just kind of like doing the doing the thumb thing like the bass that bass thing and then keeping a he, there's even a quote that one of my roommates once had on his door that said like something like, you know, well, you get your thumb doing this and then you got these fingers left over so you can kind of get a little melody going on right. that, right? And and so it's like a nice way to sort of just like learn a little bit of finger style stuff, you know, because it's, cause it's somewhat playable, you know? Yeah. But really, I just, I just, it's just, there's just something about, it's just a beautiful sort of style. I don't know. It's, but... Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to it. Sure. Miss Carl is weak. Miss Carl is moaned to see her son Louis Lee. Yeah, like for me, that's real soulful, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels good, man. You know, I, I, I'm, my, my BPM, my heart is like now is low. You're more relaxed, slightly lower. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. You just had a nice glass of water, so mm-hmm. that could be um... delicious water here over at the Doug's, Douglas residence. That's that's right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, man. Like, you know, but for me at least, blues was always a part of my musical upbringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, I, I come from Mississippi, so that was like the only thing that you really could play. It's like blues, mm-hmm. rock and roll, you know, jazz was pretty non-existent, mm-hmm. you know. So I relate to this a yeah. lot, man. It's super grooving for me. Yeah, you know? and this is like, yeah, the this is sort of a, a style of, of, of guitar that kind of is of that area, right? Mm-hmm. That's my understanding anyway. Yeah, for sure. Piedmont sort of style or whatever they call it. Right. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so you took you took this, you know, like this blues thing, Mississippi John Hurt. Then you took your influences from home, from your pop, 
and you just mix it all together to make you know the sounds you hear in your head like very good mm-hmm. and all of this right yeah and you know m- combined with yeah all sorts of other things like classical the classical music that I've spent a lot of time with or it's it's interesting it's like it's like watching your 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 the way that you think about music like you like feed it feed your brain different things and it kind of like assimilates it somehow mm-hmm. and it and then if you just sit down and kind of like listen to to your own ideas come out that you can hear how it's influenced by like you know by like Bach or like right. you know Elliot Smith or right. like um, you know Coltrane you know it's right. like the more time that you spend with something uh, the, the yeah just it's just kind of in there and of course the, the, the more deeply you study it you know for me it's like a lot of the, a lot of the study a lot of the stuff that comes out is more like just from just from spending time with music mm-hmm. um, and sort of analyzing it in my head but not like necessarily sitting down and analyzing it which you know I like doing that I'd like to do it more, you know. But that's what, like, I feel like really, really good. Like, I don't know a lot. A lot of musicians that I really admire, they they are they're like more meticulous with like with assimilating their influences. For mm-hmm. me, it's just kind of there's like a mush of stuff in there, and then it's just kind of like it just kind of fine. I think I like that though because it's just then it's organic. Yeah, well, it's not forced. Mm-hmm. Not not the studying it, you know, or writing it down or whatever isn't organic also it's just a different path Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah well it seems to suit me fine you know right um i did but i just admire i do admire when people are like decisive when they're like no this this thing this song or this style like i'm going to like do it and i'm going to figure out as deeply as i can Mm -hmm. you know but yeah for me it's more like just everything that kind of goes in and Go, comes out it just kind of comes out somehow right right you know so man how did how did you get into jazz man like you know yeah i seems, mean seems pretty difficult when i was yeah it was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was a funny thing you know it's amazing how like how jazz is like is it it, it does it's everywhere like it is in in all music and it's and it's in all places like even in just like I don't know, like when I was a kid, like hearing the Pink Panther theme, right, right, that was right. like big. Yeah, that was like a big thing. Right. I, my parents wanted to kill me because I was like, I tried to figure it out on piano, and I would just sit at the piano like playing, da 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 da, you right. know, like for hours, you know. <laughs> and they were just like, okay, I think you know it, or you know, and and uh, oh man, that's great. Yeah, but. Uh, but then, yeah, it's, it's, I think I, man, it's it's one of these things where it's like, I found a CD at a garage sale that was like a sampler of a, uh, of Columbia Records. Oh, yeah, okay. You remember which one it was? Yeah, it was Jazz Sampler number three, and it was like, the first track was Dr. Jekyll oh, by, by Miles. Oh, man, yeah. you got right in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was like, with the hit, you know, the hit, right? But you know just like right my brain was just like what like, I, I couldn't even i couldn't even you know right. i even like at that time it was kind of like yeah hearing that first track was just like it was almost too much and then like the other subsequent tracks were like a little bit more like it was like you know there was some benny goodman some duke ellington and some right different stuff 
it was a little bit more chill but that was just like what even is this melody like is what is this right what, yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah i still i mean all, all that stuff that's on that you know, there's some Ben and Sweets is on there. Oh yeah, oh, man. You know, it's like it's like a lot of my favorite records come from listening to that mm-hmm. thing. And you know, like yeah, there's Duke, a bunch of Duke, some some I think some Count Basie, like Charlie Christian, and yeah, it was good. It was wow. a, so I listened to that a lot. And then yeah, and then my my friend my friend Morgan Childs, uh, his dad was a uh, a, a teacher. A music teacher in the elementary school. Okay. And uh, Bruce, he had a lot. We didn't call him Bruce then. We called him Mr. Child. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Tim. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it didn't take long. I mean, Morgan called him Bruce. He didn't call him dad. Oh, that wow, kind okay. of family. They were super liberal. Right? Okay. All right. Um, but he had, a, he had a million jazz records, and he, was a, he, he had studied jazz guitar. He was like the only person I knew in town who knew anything about jazz. So at one point, I was like, you know, I I had decided that, you know, I wanted to know more about jazz just from, I don't know, maybe at that point I I had a few more records and I, you know, acquired some more music or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, so I talked to Bruce. I was like, I was like, hey, I want to take theory lessons, okay. like jazz theory lessons. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, he was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know what? There's, there's a few kids th- that I think would benefit from this so let's just like every tuesday morning at 7 a.m show up at the portable you woke up at 7 a.m dude yeah, i did it <laughs> i mean uh, i was yeah i messed it up a few times he got okay. he got upset a couple times at us because we'd like all show up like half an hour late and he'd be like i'm doing this for free right motherfucker you know it's like right, right. you gotta you have to be here if you care like because i'm not getting anything out of this if you're gonna be like messing wow. around but you know we yeah I appreciated that. Wow, I appreciate it now. That's like the ultimate community, man. Yeah, you know, he took care of his community. He sure, he sure did in so wow. many ways. I mean, wow. he's he he had a like a big ukulele ensemble. He took it all over the place, and like you know, the, all these kids who like would not have had any experience with music otherwise. You know, it's like that's what music teachers do. That's right. right. There's you know, and and he was really a really good one and a really dedicated one. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but, but yeah, so he took, we did this, this jazz theory thing. We just, you know, he taught us about all the, you know, modes and all that kind of stuff. Right. Tried, we played Autumn Leaves and, you know. <laughs> Everyone gets the same jazz education I know, somehow. Right? I don't all know over how the world. that happened. I don't know right. who made Autumn that decision. <laughs> Cantaloupe Island. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Wow, man. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting, man. Yeah. So. There was a jazz thing, and then eventually you got you moved to New York City. Yeah, somewhere much later. Uh, yeah, right. We're just gonna skip forward. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because some stuff happened. You went to college. Yeah. You went to Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do y'all want to hear about that? Doesn't matter. Yeah, We're moving on. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> and you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gonna fast forward through your life. All right. Let's. Do you it. get to New York City. Yeah. And. You decide, you know, you're gonna you're gonna do it. Like, why? Why did you come to New York, man? It's a big world out there. I know. Well, I guess it had a lot to do with the fact that I had dual citizenship. Ah, okay. You know, my dad's American, and so I was like, well, I should use this. And I was like, well, if I'm gonna move somewhere in in uh, in in the states, 
That's what uh, people who are not from America call the place. <laughs> the States. The States. Right, right. Um, then, uh, then, you know, like, I may as well move to, like, my favorite place that I've experienced here. And, you know, as a young jazz musician, like, before I was, you know, before I, like, when I was going to school and stuff like that, of course, like, you're like, you know, I want to be, I want to be, like, whatever, Dave Holland or like Avishai Cohen and I want to live in New York and I want to like, you know, play jazz and do the, live the jazz dream in right. New York, play right. at Smalls and, you know, all that Billy kind of Vanguard. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Billy <laughs> Vanguard. Um, and by the time I actually moved here or made the decision to move, it was many years later and that wasn't as much what I was trying to do with music. Uh but I still kind of had the idea. I mean, New York, it's not just about, it's not just like the the jazz mecca. It's kind of like the mecca for like art in general. And I knew that I would have a lot of experiences here that would, you know, that would inform me and change the way that I think about music and, you know, and help me to, to learn and grow. I didn't exactly think of it the, the way that it ended up happening because like I wasn't like, I'm going to move to New York and play trad jazz. You know, <laughs> that wasn't the plan. Right. You know, but it was, but, but that was like where my jazz interests were kind of going, Okay, you know, it was like going further and further back, like trying to get to the root of things and also trying to figure out where, where everything converged, you know, where you have like jazz, like the sort of sophistication and improvisation of jazz and sort of the simplicity of like folk music, you know, com combined with like sort of the, 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 like the tradition of like songwriting and like pop Mm -hmm. pop songwriting and it's like all like at that at that point it's like jazz was all those things it was basically like folk music it was basically it was it was jazz even though maybe people didn't even call it that right and it was uh and it was popular music like it was like dance music right it was, for sure you know all of this these things i have a great interest in and then you throw in like you know around like in the 40s and like duke ellington and then it's like you're mixing all those things, all those elements in with like more classical influence. And like, mm -hmm. I feel like Duke, like that stuff from that era, from the forties, mid forties, it's just like, it's like, it's the most interesting classical music I've ever heard, you know, on top of like being totally swinging and right. you know, like all the other things. But so yeah, when I moved here, it just kind of made, it made sense. And I just fell in with that, that crowd. Um, so, yeah, it also had to do with like playing. Um, I had been playing a lot of, you know, uh, standard jazz and modern jazz and stuff like that. And there was an element of feeling like I was never good enough. Like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, yeah. like where it was like not even necessarily that nobody was telling me that I wasn't good enough, but it was like sort of this this attitude of like of like always wanting to like be better and better and better, which can be really good and can be really encouraging. Um, but, uh, but I like the idea of limitations. I mm -hmm. like, I like the idea of like using your own limitations to your advantage, um, which is like kind of maybe, maybe means I'm lazy or, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we all do, right? We all, we use our, we, all successful people use their limitations to their advantage, right? Yeah. Like, you use what you got, mm -hmm. you just work with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and have confidence in it. And yeah. so, 
for whatever reason, like I was started playing more trad stuff here, and I was like, I had this feeling of like, you know, like what I what I have available to me, like the skills that I have, are are good and are like enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, man, I can't play in seven good enough, and right. and you know, I gotta get have more chops. And it was like, it was almost like, like the the kind of bass playing that I like in that music. It's almost like you gotta have less chops, right? <laughs> like right, you gotta just be right, really right. fundamental and just get funky and just like be like a an old man, just like, like <laughs> just like can barely play anymore, but just like you know, I don't know, yeah. But I mean, that being said, it's like, you know, there's, I'm really inspired by a, a lot of the people in that scene who are, who who work really hard too, you know? Yep. But yeah, like I say, I'm kind of a folk musician, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Even though I, you know, I dabble in the jazz world. Dabble. <laughs> Man, I know one thing I really like to do on this, on this show is ask my, my guest how, how they can help a person coming up in their situation. Like, oh, so yeah. there's a little kid right now in BC in the mountains in uh-huh. a small village. Yeah. And he plays the bass and he wants to be you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's listening to this, waiting for you to tell him how to be you. Like, how does he get to New York City? Like, mm-hmm. What advice would you give hmm. to this kid, young man or young woman? I think that, like, <clears throat> hmm. let me think about that. <clears throat> yeah, I really feel I really feel like um you know, there's like the basic stuff that that people need to hear like like it's it's possible, you know, to do this, to do what I do, you know to do what we we do. Mm-hmm. Like like I say like I was lucky enough to not have to hear that cuz I knew it, you know. Um I grew up with it. I was never there was never any opposition from my parents. They were never like you should probably be a lawyer. <laughs> they never said that. Right. Not once. Like, the only opposition I had was my mom was like she was like if you're going to dye your hair green, <laughs> you better get good grades. <laughs> 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 you know I'm that's like, a good approach it's like yeah. look dye yeah. your hair green yeah but make a straight a yeah yeah <laughs> i think i did okay you know oh that's great but you know so there's that which like a lot of people need to hear like you know it's just like it's possible man you know you can do you can do there's, there's so many possibilities right and they take risk they require risk always you know and but the risk every time you take a risk it's like it's 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 going to be worth it right, right that's that's i'm only learning that now you know i mean you know it's taken a long time okay but it's just like it's like every time you make yourself vulnerable by taking a risk you know the the, the rewards are you know are like tenfold but the rewards are not the rewards you're looking for they are the re- rewards of of knowledge and self-understanding and mm. stuff like that you know so um but uh but yeah, I mean advice. I mean I'll also just like one thing that I said, I think I said this to my little cousin a while ago. He's he was like 17 or something like that trying to figure out what he's doing, how he's where he's going to college and 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 
my, uh, like, I just, my advice for him was like, no matter what is going on in your brain, like, no matter what's going on, like, in your life, uh, even if it's something that you don't like or that you don't, that if you, if your brain, your mind is doing something that you don't want it to do, always give it a voice, like always give it somewhere to, to speak, you know, like write it down. Even if it's like some completely like terrible, irrational shit, like you have to, you have to give it a voice. Otherwise, if you're denying what's going on in your own experience, then that creates like uh, a conflict, like a loop and you get stuck in that and, and that over time, you know, starts to like, like atrophy and you just start to like become right. like a very like like old and and confused and and bitter and person you know right so i really feel like it's important and that, and that's in a way that's kind of what i do with or what i'm trying to do with like my sort of creative projects or is just go like okay whatever's going on in my brain even if it's just like garbage like right. crazy no it doesn't make any sense um like I need to have somewhere to puke it out, you know? And then once you, once you do that, once you puke it out, you can kind of go like, huh, what can I like, what can I do with this that, that will, that will actually be something interesting and presentable to mm -hmm. people, you know, that they might even relate to. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's, that's important. Always give whatever it is that's going on in your, in your mind a voice, like somewhere to speak, even if you don't agree with it. See right there, y'all. That's profound. <laughs> <laughs> that and this podcast is free. You can come here every week and get some, <laughs> something like that. That's hey, man. That's right. There man. it is. That's right. Sean Cronin, the philosopher. <laughs> you know, that's that's some deep. I like that a lot, man. That's, hey, man. that's wow. <laughs> that's what you know. That's what we do, man. I, my audience doesn't know this, but you're not only a musician, but you're also a composer, and you've won. You've at least one have been nominated for some serious awards for for your compositions. I, I think it was in uh, the, for theater mm -hmm. for an opera or it was for a play. For a play, I got well. I was I I got a uh, a nomination for a drama desk award in 2015 for mm -hmm. a play called "Kill Me Like You Mean It" by Stolen Chair Theater Company, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun project. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah, it was for yeah doing like just basically scoring this this play that was sort of based on '40s film noir, combined with some elements of like theater of the absurd. That mm -hmm. was kind of the concept with it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was like I basically tried to like go and check out all these old scores from. Or really, just like watch all these films from the from the forties, the film noir stuff, and and try to figure out, you know, how as much as I could in the given amount of time, like how those 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 uh, composers were thinking about about writing. Well, you must have nailed it if you got at least if you got nominated. <laughs> they were like, wow, man, you know. Well, I you know I I feel like I I approximated it a lot a lot a lot of those composers were like, you know, really heavy guys coming from the you know <clears throat> european classical tradition mm -hmm. like direct lineage from like people like um schoenberg and stravinsky because they were all those guys were living in la <clears throat> at the time uh, schoenberg was teaching at ucla i think 
and so some of these composers even like studied with 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 those guys oh wow okay you know and so there's like this heavy you know classical modern classical influence <clears throat> combined with like you know elements of pop music from the time like jazz and like elements of like you know like the schmaltzy string writing that you hear in that kind of the ro- romance films and stuff like right, that right so um so yeah i mean i was it, yeah it would take it, it would take me years to be able to write the way that those guys write just to have the ch- the writing chops but you know i did my own sort of version of it and and it worked pretty well yeah know? yeah yeah man what do you see your journey going from here man you know in the next 10 years where you at you and that's a good question, Darian. You went Brooklyn, <laughs> two babies. Yeah, exactly. Back in the mountains. Yeah. Um, ten years. Ten years is that's a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to be like creating like I'm kind of working now currently on on creating like larger scale sort of performance pieces, musical performance pieces, <clears throat> you know. That you know could be called musical theater, but have nothing to do with what most people would think of as musical theater. <laughs> right. Um, I heard somebody use the the terms. I think song theater the okay. other day, which that kind of works. Um, but but yeah, so like you know, just just trying to create works that are like more coherent, that are that are kind of like on a on a larger scale that people can ha- where people can have like an experience and be in like an environment where, you know, where it's not necessarily like a bar where it's not, there's not a lot of distractions where you can kind of completely like be involved in the, in the, in the, whatever the, pers- uh, the perceptive process of, you know, experiencing the music. I mean, I was, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about like having a, it'd be cool to have a concert where everybody's like lying down, you know, that'd be cool. Oh damn. You know, does that even happen? I don't know, but I was just, I think I was at a show and I was just like, I'm so tired. <laughs> you, wish, oh, you mean even the band's lying like, down? Yeah. No, I was like watching a show. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I just wish that we could all just like lie down and there could be like a series of like mirrors so you could just see the band from all these different directions and maybe some of the band is over there in different parts of the room right. and you're actually like looking up, you know. Maybe you don't even need to see the band. Yeah, exactly. I thought of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that too, man. Like, I feel like as much as I want to become like a better performer and, and like be able to like own the stage and like do all these different things, be be like an actor and stuff like that. It's like, there's a part of me that's like, you know, thinks like, it's a little bit like John Cage where you just, I kind of just want to like actually almost remove myself from the equation. Right. Or like, you know, it's the same, it's an interesting thing that, that, that actually is kind of what happens in like, you know, like, EDM music and stuff like that where yeah there's like a DJ and like he thinks he's a superstar but it's like <clears throat> really what's happening is it's just people and their relationship with the music exactly you know and maybe substances too but a lot of substances yes you know that's <laughs> that's that's you know just that's not necess- that's not imperative to the experience that's right. just what of course. some people are into mm-hmm. um but yeah um i don't know yeah new york i i i feel like it's 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 good to be here now because there's I don't I feel like there's not a lot of other places where all the things that I'm interested in are happening and where they're what I'm what I want to do like can happen there's you know 
I mean, I'm not sure though. I feel like I'd like to really like a good goal, like something that I'd like to that I like try to envision is like being able to tour with my band, doing this weird sort of theater show, but taking it to to a lot of different places and creating enough of an experience and somehow creating a context where where people can take it in without like having like predetermined sort of judgment about what a performance is supposed to be. Right. But that's a hard thing to do when you're in places where people are not willing and ready like to 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 do that to clear their mind of their their predetermined, you know, uh expectations, right? Mm. It's like I guess the only way to do it is to just try. So, well, you got to start a movement. Yeah, you know. Yeah. This is America. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen people start movements here. Man. There's some big movements happening, for better or for worse. You know? It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Man, I want to listen. I want to listen to one more. Sure. If what, what do you what do you think? I think I think I'd like for you to listen to one more. Hoping her harlequin hovers nearby, awaiting a word, gasping at glimpses of gentle true spirit, he runs, wishing he could fly. So, what's the significance of this one for you? Well, this is what, this this is some of the stuff that my mom was listening to at home a lot mm-hmm. you know and i was we just listening to that and it reminded me of this other tune that maybe we can listen to of mine that i wasn't it's funny it almost starts the same way uh um you know where this kind of like f- sort of folk folky pop music was like a big part of you know of what i was what i what i how i think how i hear music you know um but yeah put on that song uh, easier than this it's just interesting. I was just noticing this. Wow. It's just a hill Take you away To a place you'd rather stay to him and they need to buy the record oh yeah you gotta buy that record <laughs> <laughs> I, for me i f- i feel like this is a, a moment of nostalgia for you sure you, yeah you know what i mean it's yeah, just kind of bringing you back to when you oh, were, yeah when you were a kid and and i'm curious to know like in that moment like do are you feeling what feelings of thankfulness are you feeling you know what i mean yeah i mean man I'm, if there's like you know there's a lot of confusion in this life but i'm definitely not I have I feel like I have I have a lot of clarity in terms of being grateful for for my my family you know I mean they're just you know they have their issues but they're they were extremely supportive and extremely loving you know um, 
in just a really clear like it was never a question like like i i mean i started to question whether or not like other like once i went out into the world and started like interacting with other people who were like who are not so like uh like totally loving like I started to go like, oh, maybe I'm not lovable. <laughs> but it wasn't until I was like maybe like five years old or something like that 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 even entered, entered my mind, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that's good, you know. I feel like that's what that's what kids need, you know. So I got I got that. I have that. That's like some part of who I am. And then, you know, all the like, there's a lot of confusion, like I say, in, in life. But like I have that that touchstone, you know, to come back to and. Oh yeah. And now we're getting into the, the staple singer section. Turn it up for a second. Like I said, I was like, I was experimenting. I was like really into the idea of like taking people through almost like different musical rooms. Oh yeah. Okay. Like you're, you're in this space and it feels like this. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm, whoa, where am I? I'm like, like what's happening? Like the, the color of the walls is totally different. Like the people in here are different. Like it feels like, yeah, like a different zone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of, with that record, that's what I was trying to accomplish largely it's not exactly what I'm, I'm feel like it's getting it's different it's different now it's more subtle in some ways yeah well life changed you know yeah exactly so time keeps going yeah yeah man listen we got to do this again this is part <laughs> one folks <laughs> yeah man. i want to i want to yeah great come up to harlem and hang out with yeah, you yeah come, in, come in to our room yeah me and bella yeah, Bella's over cool. here sleep snoring. You probably you guys probably heard it the whole time. She's chilling hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I want to thank Mr. Sean Cronin for coming on the Working Artist Project today. Thank uh, you, man. I'd like to thank Darian Douglas for creating this. Ooh. Keep checking his st stuff out, man. This check is, it out. Yeah, he'll, he'll 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 take it high, man. He'll take you up to the top. <laughs> Just listen to this. There it is, man. Catch you guys later. Hey guys. Thanks for tuning in to The Working Artist Project. Before you go, I need you to do a few more things. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on iTunes and Facebook. I would love to connect with each and every one of you. It would also be awesome if you guys could check out my Patreon page. The link will be in the description. Each week, I will recognize one of my patrons at the end of this podcast. This week, we have Miss Karen Moses. Thank you dearly for all your continued support if you want to find out how to get your name called click the link below become a patron i'll catch you guys later peace